Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I play JR the Crooked. Tio. Hello, I am Tio, and I play Constance the Expert. And Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin the Monstrous. Last time we caught up with the three of you, it was in the aftermath of the Solstice Soiree incident. JR, your attempts to lay low following some heat from the FBI ended poorly when your experiments with the fragment of the disc set off a magical supernova. Alvin, you met the man behind the mysterious letter you received and agreed to the deal he offered you, which may have a few more strings attached than you initially thought. Uh, maybe. Constance, you dropped by a meeting of the Daylight Society just in time to receive some information from Leon about some strange goings-on at Firmament College. After a brief check-in with Dorian, you set out to investigate the two dorms where the students fell ill. On your way out of the second dorm room, which you surreptitiously broke into, you ran headlong into Alvin's sister, Sarah, who seemed not too pleased to see you. We're going to pick it up right there, standing outside of what appears to be Sarah's dorm room. Hey! Alvin, what are you doing here? So you're why were you in Ponderosa, huh? Yeah, why, why were you in her room? Whose? The room that has the caution tape on it? Oh, I was... What were um, the three of you doing in there? Oh, just uh, reporting. Documentary. Mm-hmm. Clues. <laughs> what kind of documentary? Just like Fine a local clues. art film sort of thing. That girl died. What? Yeah, and that's like really big in the documentary world. <laughs> Guys, this is not going well. Folks, Sarah, look it up. How, how have I have you? You left abruptly after the soiree. How have you? Yeah, you, can everything you, okay? How are you? Can you blame me, Alvin? Yeah, everything's I'm, fine. I'm settled in fine here, where everything is going normally. I'm going to class. I'm making friends. I'm meeting new people. It's great. I mean, not that normally. There is a murder. There's a dead thing. There's deadness around Wait, you. Wait, what do you mean she was murdered? Alvin, what is she talking about? Listen, I'm going to take I... five. <laughs> Constance walks away for a second. <laughs> I take like two steps back so I can still kind of hear what's going on, but I'm not like right up in this. Sarah sees the two of you just kind of Homer Simpson away from this conversation <laughs> into, the, into the bush and turns back to you, Alvin. <laughs> Sarah, I know what you saw at the soiree. I hope that maybe we could have had a conversation about that afterwards. I hope maybe we, we still can. Okay, there are some strange things happening rather quickly. If you don't want to be involved in any of it, I totally get that. I would love to be able to say the same thing. I don't know what's going on exactly. I promise you I'm working very hard to try to figure that out. What is it? That's Are you a sick? pretty big question. I think so. Kind of. In a way that like, you know how when you're, when you're sick, you get a cough if you have a cold. And sometimes you can, I mean, you can make yourself cough. And sometimes you. And sometimes you. Grow it, you hair can't. and a snout and claws. It's a very unique condition. I guess it's kind of like hiccups. You know? I absolutely do not know. 
What are you really doing here? Why are you in that girl's room? You've seen me. Did you see what else was going on there at the soiree? Why I came tumbling out of that hallway? I heard shouts. I didn't see anything. You told me to run, and you were pretty convincing. Yeah, so I wasn't the only weird thing there. This would sound crazy, but you saw your brother have a dog face. So it was animated toys on the march? Now, if you were to ask why, I'd say that's a very good question, and I would love to know the answer. If you were to ask how, same response. JR just kind of, like, takes the key out, holds it up, and, like, she's, like, pointing at it. Like, uh? Uh? Yeah, uh? so there's a, I mean, uh? so You're that... So the reason how, I guess that is a reason how, but that's not really a better answer than I don't know, because hey, it's a magic key. JR, how close are you to Alvin right now? I took maybe two or three steps back. Alvin, you turn to see JR attempting to help you by Uh-oh. raising the key up, mm-hmm. and you have a uncontrollable urge to snatch it from her hand. I need you to roll to act under pressure. Shit. Okay. This is still I weird shit, it was right? Helping. <laughs> This is still weird shit, right? It is weird, yes. So you can use your your move. Just another day. Just another day where I'm compelled to grab (laughs) keys. Uh, That is a 10. You pause in your conversation with Sarah as you stare longingly into this key. And I think a full like two or three seconds pass by as you're just staring at it. And then you snap to and you look back at Sarah and she's looking at you incredulously as you seem to have just zoned out in the middle of this conversation. Pretty weird key there, I'll tell you that. So, in terms of the toys, what caused that? That key. I know, that answer, not any more helpful than, who knows? How does a key animate toys? Beyond being, uh, I, I guess, a werewolf, you also want me to believe that there are magic keys and animated toys, like some sort of Fantasia bullshit, Alvin? Listen, I was in the exact same spot you were a year ago. If you ask me any any of this, I'd say, no, that's stuff that Leon reads in his comic books. But when it rains, it pours, I guess. I, I'm telling you this because I want you to know the truth. Because you're my sister and I love you. And I know it's a lot to take in. And if it's too weird and you don't want to see me, that's totally fine. I think this is a manipulate someone. I think what you want is for Sarah to basically give you a chance to explain in more detail. Yeah. And what your your cachet here, what you're trading on is your family ties. Yeah. So go ahead and roll to manipulate someone. Ooh. Ooh. That's a five. Oh, boy. Yeah. I think oh I boy. stress out. Oh, buddy. Oh, no. Sarah looks at you and shakes her head and takes a step back and closes the door. Mm. Come on, Alvin, let's go. I place a hand on the door very, very gently. Uh, And then as we go, I fish out my phone and just punch a quick text that says, 
I'll be ready when you're ready. Where did the three of you head next? Campus Health? Yeah. They took Br- Brad, Zach, uh, whatever. The one who's Brad. not doing so. Zach was his roommate. Zach's the roommate. Zach oh, Brad, man. Right. You're never going to get these bros, JR. <laughs> <laughs> Look, JR went to the School of Hard Knocks where there were no fraternity houses. No bros? Um, no bros, no bros. Yeah, let's go to campus health and see what's going on there. Let's do that. But as we're collecting ourselves to go there, Constance just kind of like does like a nice little scratch of like the neck scruff of Mm -hmm. Alvin, you know, like she Mm -hmm. kind of assumes that it works the same way as with the dog. She's trying to be soothing. And she's just like, if you ever want to get dinner and join the have a weird relationship with your family club, I'm right here. While still looking at the phone, he just kind of mumbles that she was always the one I could talk to. Give her some time. I, Quinn, feel like physically bad about this. (laughs) You should, Quinn. Quinn, you should, as a human being, feel physically bad about that. Because it's sad. It's very sad. sad. It's giving, (laughs) it's making me sad. Um, Campus health? Mm Mm-hmm. So the three of you make your way across campus to the Student Health Center. I think it's located in the Commons, which is the main gathering area where the Student Activity Center is, where the food court is, and where campus administration is. And uh, you head in. Before we go in, what's our like? What's the story? Wait, are you guys gonna <laughs> are we plan gonna try something this again? Ahead of time. <laughs> what's our plan, folks? Because we discussed previously. Uh, I don't necessarily want to go in flashing a badge. I also don't think that would work at a health place. They don't have to give you any information. Uh, that's very true. But I think, yeah. I think we, I think maybe just, it will probably fall apart. But maybe we should go in with a semblance of an idea of how we're presenting ourselves. Hey, we did a great job back there with the Oh, yeah, the we did a super bit. good job with the sabbatical. Look, we're learning. That was our practice session. You know, that's you right. got to okay. do the yeah, warm-up exercises. True. Yeah, you got to yes and. Uh, mm-hmm. But what is our cover here? Well, I would say that kids are in and out of the health center often for all sorts of things. I think we could go in saying, well, Alvin and I can go in saying that we're here to, I don't know, get malaria shots for our study abroad or whatever. And then someone just needs to cause a distraction so that we can sneak back there. I don't think it'll take too much convincing. It'll be how do we get back to the room? Yeah. So what's our distraction? (laughs) Brad, right? Brad. Yeah, Zach's the roommate. Okay, good. Brad is doing bad. There we go. That's how I'm going to remember that. (laughs) 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 Okay, so you guys, uh, yeah, you you two are are getting your your shots for your study abroad. Should we do that or should we just be sick? It would be kind of weird if we're all three coming in to get shots for separate study abroad. So maybe... Maybe we can also just be sick, because that seems more plausible for a large group of people. I feel like they're more readily equipped to handle someone coming in with a little flu than someone coming in asking for a very specific type of shot. Okay. How are we going to get back there? Well, we can wing it. Through the doors. This is how our plans fall apart. Yes. Yes, this is exactly how they fall apart. (laughs) Okay. 
Hey, Constance, would you have anything in your backpack that could cause a distraction? Like a smoke bomb? Or act as a disguise, maybe? Or, or a smoke bomb? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like JR would have a smoke bomb. Device. I do have a Hello Kitty bubble bath. One of those like bubble bombs, you know, bath bombs. <laughs> but it's defective, so it just releases a cloud of very disturbing smoke everywhere so it's yes. kind of like a smoke bomb yes but not exactly on purpose like a smoke bomb. <laughs> um give, give me the hold on give me the hello kitty bath bomb well well hold on <laughs> constance why don't you roll preparedness to see if you have your hello, you kitty, have bath hello bath kitty bath bomb wait <laughs> let's not even go there yet because i want to propose something else that may be in my backpack because there's a part of me <laughs> okay. that thinks if we're not going to get very far by throwing down a smoke bomb again in a healthcare facility. Um, uh, that's how you get no. yourself tased. No so, ideas are bad ideas. This is the same space <laughs> to discuss right. plans. Sure, sure. So I'm thinking maybe we instead have something like, I don't know, a notebook and we one of us can say that we're in class with him and we're collecting stuff. For him oh or dropping God, that's off such a better plan. That's such a better plan. <laughs> God damn that's it! A much better plan. He's got homework that he needs to do. That we yeah, we're Bella's showing off for plus three smart. Yeah. Oh my God! It's such a bad class. I, I still art. Okay, hear me out. I still would like to see if you have the Hello Kitty bath bomb. Sure. Just in case things go bad. Yeah, that's our plan B. That's the plan B. Can you see if you have the Hello Kitty bath bomb? Go ahead and roll preparedness for your Hello Kitty bath bomb smoke bomb. <laughs> oh my stars. That's an eight. <laughs> uh, okay. What happens on an eight on preparedness? Oh, I'm unprepared for question. preparedness. Oh, uh, on a seven to nine, you have it, but not here. It will take some time to get. Ah, dang it. It's at Lush. <laughs> I think you just would need to run back to the studio to get it. In the context of the narrative, I think that's what it is. Like, you know where it is. It's just not here. It would take you like half an hour if you took a lift or an Uber. Okay. Probably have time for that. Could we get lunch while we're out? Yeah, I think I have some things at the apartment. Okay. If you want to clean out some stuff in the fridge. Definitely. Yeah. That's what I do when Rice. I come by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no sort of like time pressure here. So the three of you get in a lift, you split a lift and you go pick up the Hello Kitty bath bomb and then you come back to campus. Perfect. Now we're at Hall Health. Sorry, that's that's the name of the health center where we all went to college. Yes. Uh, I mean, they're all, all. kind of the same. <laughs> all? The health center. So the three of you are outside the student health center with the Hello Kitty bath bomb. What do you do? Okay, so we go inside, and um, what do we see? Inside the health center, there is a small reception area where there is a receptionist waiting to greet you. There's a hallway that heads back, and you can see some examination rooms. Uh, and then off to the side, there is a simple waiting area with some inexpensive but otherwise tasteful couches and some magazines on the table. It looks like a small doctor's office. Constance, do you want to take the lead on this, or do you? Yes, want stranger. Yeah, yes. And I walk up to the counter uh, with my notepad. Hello, how may I help you? Hi. Um. Uh. I'm. Oh no! <laughs> I 
forgotten his Brad. Brad is bad. Brad, okay. Brad. All right. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming back around. Okay. All right. Um, Clearly, you're very right. sick. We'll admit you right away. <laughs> no hi so I'm in class with uh, with Brad and I was given some assignments to give him for when his situation improves okay I can take those for you oh uh, some of them are uh, a little personal and I was instructed to hand them specifically to him or in his room if, if he has a family member or someone here that I can speak to. I just want to make sure I'm do- doing this right. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, come back with me. Great. And she stands up and leads you back away. Do I have my cell phone on me? I assume you do. I'm just going to shoot off a quick text as we're walking. It's just like, help, cause distraction, pull front desk away <laughs> to try to get some time alone with brad so you want me to do that now i make the no, biggest that. sneeze possible and fall into the table of magazines <laughs> okay um do you wait until constance is in the room well i wait till i get that text okay <laughs> yeah constance when do you want us to wait two minutes create distraction maybe angry at medical bills question mark <laughs> <laughs> that's that's believable okay so, Constance, the receptionist leads you back to the third door on the right, and inside there is a small, basically looks like an exam room, but there's a bed where you see a young man seated. His eyes are open, but he isn't moving at all. And the receptionist looks at you and says, you can just go ahead and set the homework assignments or whatever on the table there. He's, um, I know he looks awake, but he's actually in a coma. He hasn't been conscious for almost 12 hours now. I do my best, like, hands down, immediate sob. <laughs> oh, dear. It's... I'm so sorry. I was trying to be strong She puts a Brad. hand on your, on your shoulder and says, it's okay, dear. Oh, it's, it's so okay. hard to see him like this. I just, I, I. Were you too close? <sighs> yes. You, you could say that. Has, has, has his family been notified? They, they did. They have. They're know. on their way. They don't know. They didn't know about me yet. And he was going to tell them and oh oh okay um (laughs) i they're on their way they should be here in a couple hours okay uh do do you mind if i just have a moment um i just need to collect myself and gosh he's i just i i i I heard what happened i just couldn't you can't really be prepared to see that can you yeah (sighs) I, I would just like to, to write a little note um, for his family. Crash! Oh, my God. So, yeah, Alvin and JR, tell me about the distraction <laughs> you're making. I'm going to use my key to, like, make the bath bomb, which will already emit smoke. <laughs> I want to see if I can make it do more than that. Like, like, like <laughs> oh. Poison? What? <laughs> No, no, like now it does out. poison. <laughs> Wait, sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, Please, no. what is JR's Wait. plan with this? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna put it in the waistband <laughs> and I'm gonna set it off and I'm gonna try and use magic to give it like a little bit more oomph 
And, um, you know. <laughs> oh, God, you're going to blow up the headset. <laughs> okay, so I think I think the effect here is actually going to be inflict harm <laughs> to create just a magical blast. Yes. Uh, so go ahead and roll to use magic. All right, big money, big money. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my. Oh, my. No. What'd no. you get? Okay, hold up. So... It's a six, uh, but I do have not my fault, so I can use plus one to act under pressure when dealing with the consequences of your own spellcasting. Which so will come in handy after this. That's points. the consequences. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that will come in handy for what happens next. Which is? So there is a explosion. There is a loud bang and a gout of fire that reaches up to lick the ceiling. And immediately the health center is filled with a thick plume of acrid black smoke. (laughs) Oh, God. And just seconds after that, the fire alarm starts to go off. I stay on the ground. Okay. Yeah, Alvin, what what do you do? I expect I probably did a big sneeze at the same time. Yeah, you definitely you had your own plan in place. You had that <laughs> sorry you know, guys that solid sneeze, and you sneeze and fall on the table, and then there's just this explosion. <laughs> I'm quite frightened that I may have done this because <laughs> I know sometimes I can do no limits, and this may have been a too big sneeze. So I take the table that I fell on and I flip it over on top of me and I try to I scan and try to find JR. The smoke is less thick towards the ground and so you can see a pair of JR what kind of shoes are you wearing? Oh, high I heels. I assume it's important. Okay. Yeah, yes. you can see a pair of high heels. Just standing casually or <laughs> JR, you tell me. <laughs> uh, well, I I first admit a, a small oops. <laughs> Whoopsie. Hey, Alvin, we should, if we're gonna make a move, we should do that now. Go back and see. I army crawl over, I pull her down below the smoke. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, uh, oops. Whoops. That was you? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Constance, the receptionist agrees to leave and <laughs> walks out. And about 10 seconds later, you hear a loud explosion from the main lobby. I don't even flinch. I go, (laughs) JR. Why do you assume it was me? It could have been I mean, the number of bullets that Balance of probability. Yeah. Um, Who had the bomb? Who And I knew you had it. So I was like, "Mm, okay. Um, I'm just going to take- what do you do? I'm taking advantage of, hey, it's a distraction. First, I'm going to take like a very good mental picture of what he looks like. I want to touch him and see if he feels cold or if any, if there's any like, yeah, what happens if I touch his arm? Brad is kind of a, a generic college guy, you know, a little bit of a boyish face, but uh, sort of coming into his own. And his skin is clammy to the touch, but otherwise he doesn't react at all when you touch him. Okay, then I want to start looking around the room, rummaging, seeing if there's anything that's hidden or obvious or if they left his belongings. And I'm going to search his pockets or anywhere for a phone because I know that they didn't have it in his room. Yeah. So it's got to be on him. His phone is sitting on the the nightstand next to him. I put it in my backpack. Okay. And then you're you're just sort of searching the room? Yeah. I just want to see if there's anything else in here 
That tickles my fancy. Go ahead and roll to investigate a mystery. Ooh, that's going to be a 13. Okay, hold two. Hmm. What is being concealed here? And then I'm going to hold my second question for afterward. I think you rummage around the room a little bit. And as you're sort of looking around, you pull Brad's medical chart up. And there is a note that says, transfer to firmament general, seek medical specialists, condition unknown. Okay. Uh, Then my second question, I'm going to ask, hmm. I'm going to pull out his phone. I don't know if that counts within the investigate a mystery role or if that's a separate thing. If you're investigating it in this context, I'll let you use your second question on his phone. Okay. I pull out his phone. I look him in the eyes and go, real sorry about this, Brad, and take his hand and use it to unlock his phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, good thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it unlocks. Great. And then I just start kind of rummaging through and I want to ask what is being concealed here as well. Um, (laughs) Okay. Because I I don't think any of the other questions, I'm not going to learn the creature from a comatose dude that has no marks on him. Mm -hmm. I'm not magic. So what are you, what are you looking at on the phone? Uh, I pull up his text messages. I'm looking for where he was, who he was talking to right before. You look through his text messages, there's nothing that substantive. You look through his email, it's mostly like homework. There's a few notes from his mother checking in on him. And you notice that he has Tinder open as well. And you can see that his most recent match is actually with a profile that doesn't look like it exists. It just shows up as an error message. You can see that in the history of their conversation, they had a, a just like a two-message exchange in which they were going to meet up last night, and he sent a location pin for his dorm room. Interesting. All right. So I shuffled the phone back in the backpack. No reaction from him, by the way, right? Yeah. No, he, he okay. does not move at all. I take a look at the color of his eyes. They are wide open, but otherwise look normal. Okay. His irises are twitching back and forth a little bit, just ever so slightly. I, uh... It's deeply unsettling. It's very unsettling. I panic a little bit. (laughs) Constance recognizes that um, she's not the best at discovering things this much in the uh, creepy magic-y realm. So her panic instinct is going to kick in. She's going to pull some scissors out of her backpack and cut off a chunk of his hair. Uh, pardon? Because here's my thinking. <laughs> I This may be our only chance to interact with a victim that is still uh, breathing. Maybe JR can do something with the hair. Maybe I don't know how the magic stuff works. I'm taking some hair. Yeah, okay. I'm taking some hair. You, you, okay. you slice a piece of his hair off. JR and Alvin... You are ducked Mm -hmm. down under the layer of thick smoke that is rapidly filling the student health center and alarms are going off all over the place and you hear the receptionist run out, coughing and hacking past you towards the exit. JR, if you need to get in and look for stuff, go. Okay, I'm going to try to army crawl down to where Constance is 
And after she goes staying low, I'm, I'm calling out, help! Okay. JR, it's not a move. It's just a matter of time. Okay. As you make your way down the hallway and arrive at this room, the third on the right, which is <laughs> slowly beginning to fill with smoke as you see Constance with a pair of scissors cutting off bits of Brad's hair. Uh, Constance? Yeah. Perfect. Just in time. Can you do anything with this? Find out what the magic is. <laughs> you, hmm. Why don't you just hold on to that for a little bit? Like, we gotta go. Is there anything else that you need to get? Because I did a bad thing. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I back- figured that part out. That was you, right? The explosion? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, you wanted a diversion and you weren't so picky about it. Next time, a little bit of, like, you know, some grab rules, some guidance would be really helpful. Anyway, anything else? Like, do you need anything else? Yeah, it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not Um, blaming Constance. I'm just saying parameters are helpful. Rules keep uh, us safe. They do. They do indeed. Um, I didn't know that we'd have to have a a smoke bomb training, but we'll get on that. Um, I don't know, JR. I, I feel like, like, look at him. Tell me this doesn't seem like magic trance-y, right? Oh, yeah, it's fucking weird. I don't think this is like, there's not a part of me that believes that this is just campus crud. This is, oh, yeah, yeah, there's something weird going on, Uh, but we Uh, should go. So, Alvin, you are laying on the ground in the student health center. Yeah. About 30 seconds into you laying on the ground and shouting help. Someone runs in and you can feel two hands on your shoulders and they start to pull you by the shirt out of the building. Mm -hmm. And as the smoke clears, you see a boyish face with red hair looking down at you. And Dorian looks at you, recognizes you. God, not you. Smiles slightly and says, good job, A-team. Anyone else would have been fine. Help! (laughs) help still you need to get out of here you're gonna get arrested why for starting a fire in the student health center man come on i literally didn't do that okay well they're gonna blame you what do you mean i'm a witness (laughs) okay so you you're telling me i'd say some boyish red-haired guy came and threw something into the health room and then it blew up and all i saw was smoke i have a lung condition you're gonna try to pin this on me well, you're, if you hang around a little longer. Oh. If you hang around a little longer, you're just as culpable as I am. Hmm. True. See you later. Don't inhale too much smoke. Never inhale too much smoke. <laughs> Never liked that guy. Alvin's wow. Alvin's becoming and salty. And walks oh away. I, I, oh, I love the side of Alvin. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. Alvin's gotten spunky. He's got an edge. Uh, But you should still probably get the fuck out of there, buddy. Yeah, I also do that, but in a different direction. (laughs) Alvin, as you are- I don't um, go very far away. I want to keep an eye out to make sure that the other two get out. Alvin, as you get a a safe distance away, you see four firefighters hauling a fire hose towards the student health center, and one of them turns a crank and a gout- of water shoots into the burning building. Constance and JR. Well, I'm going to guess there's a back exit and that we should get out through the back exit. Why? 
We don't look culpable. We should run out the front screaming bloody murder. No, 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 because if we go the back exit, like, you go at the exit that's closest to you. That oh, makes I guess that's true. Sense. Why don't one of you read a bad situation? Okay. Constance, are you sure? <laughs> yes. But the story, though. You are sharper <laughs> than I am. That is a nine. Ooh. On a seven to nine, hold one. Best way out, best way out. Well, yeah, of course. What's my best way out? At the end of the hall, there was a emergency exit. You do not know where it leads, but your best way out avoiding any unwanted attention is that way. Cool. JR, should we steal him? Should we take him? <laughs> no, we're not taking an entire human. You already took a chunk of his hair. <laughs> no, no. We've taken people no, back to my no, place before. Look, on the no, chart, it says no, that they have no idea what to do no. for him. It's not like... It's not like no. it's going to be any better. No, no, no. Okay. No. no Let it be a... known that I think this is going to be a bad idea. We should have taken it. This is not a weekend at Bernie's situation, which is what it's going to be. He's not into. dead. <laughs> he's going to die. But he'd die here anyway. Maybe we Let... can figure out no, what's wrong. No, 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 Constance. All right. No. I'm only giving in because I can't carry him myself. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> I, I start running for the exit. I'm right behind her. The two of you throw open the rear door, the emergency exit, and you are at the back of the commons, the central campus building. And you can see a fire truck has pulled up to the front and some firefighters have been deployed to address the incident. Uh, We should go. We are going. We're running. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We are running away. Where are you going? Oh, Oh, gang. We forgot... Oh, friends, we forgot to decide our rendezvous point. <laughs> well, Alvin's got his cell phone with him. You can send him a... Just chilling. You can send him a text. Sure. We could go meet at the prospector. Yeah, why don't we yeah. do that? I got some intel, and I um, I think we're, we're going to start building our online dating profiles. Pardon? For the case. For the case. Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 17 of Monster Hour, where the real monster is making plans you know you're not going to keep. Thank you to everybody who's been talking up the show, both in person and in the all-consuming vortex that is social media. Most folks start a new podcast based on the recommendation of a friend, so we deeply appreciate your support in helping us reach new people. And don't forget that if you tweet about the show using hashtag MonsterHourPod, you might wind up with a character named after you. Our spooky spotlight this episode is Thornvale, where another band of misfit monster hunters safeguard their eponymously named town from dark and dangerous creatures. Check it out. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action. I'll be like, I'll distract him, you get him. And so I'm going to try- Okay, Bjorn, how are you going to get him? Um, Comedy. I just got this image in my head, now this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm. <laughs> <laughs> and truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another oh. three. That's, oh that's my, my second three in a row. Oh my gosh. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. That's it for me, folks. We'll be back with a new episode of Monster Hour on February 11th. See you then.
So the three of you make your way in the aftermath of the campus health incident to the prospector. It is evening time now. So the prospector is in its regular state of about half full. There's a few people playing pool. There's some people drinking. There's a couple college students of dubious age. And you see Jasper behind the bar slinging drinks. What do you do? Hey, Jasper. We just, uh, you know, oh. stopping by. How's it going, JR? Pretty good. Might good have, to see um... you again. And he slides uh, whiskey down the bar. Nice. Uh, don't nice. be alarmed, but all three of us are here. Different circumstances okay? than last time. Is everything okay? Yeah. You can see I, he's got like his hand underneath the bar oh, where you know he oh, has yeah. the shotgun. No, 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 no. You can, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, okay. it's fine. Just uh, And then head he pours himself a shot and takes it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bud. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're just, uh, we're putting our heads together, got something that might be going on, and we th- thought this would be a good space for us to, you know, have have a drink and just kind of, you know, hash things out. So we got a, you got a table in the back that we can... Take your pick. And All he right. uh, gestures to, like, three open tables in the back. All right, friends. So the three of you go and, and sit down, and you are alone in the back of the prospector. All right, so before the thing happened with the bath bomb yeah alvin you had a good line of sight to that huh how would you describe what happened there well i did a sneeze oh and and then i didn't really i mean you can't really sneeze with your eyes open so i did (laughs) blink it was a big sneeze so i did blink quite hard and also fell on a table that was definitely on purpose and then it was all smoky so what a normal measured um, reaction and distraction. No, that was definitely JR with the smoke bomb. Right, right, right. It's either JR or that Dorian guy. I like blaming it on him. I mean, just to make us all feel better, <laughs> right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, let's yes. go with that. Cool. Yes. Uh, totally fault. Would the three of you say that as a group, we didn't start the fire? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, always burning, smoke is pouring. <laughs> um, what what did you what did you discover, Constance? Do you want to fill us in? Yep, I pull out. Um, Brad, uh, I pull. Yes, I know <laughs> my I know my pull partner's name. I pull out Brad. I did take him. Uh, <laughs> I'm just he fits in the backpack too. I pull out the the bag of hair. I have baggied it, and his phone. I hand the bag of hair to Jr. and I put the phone in the middle of the table for all of us. And I'm like, well, I snooped through his phone a bit. The only real thing that is of any interest is that he had a a Tinder date the night that things went weird. And the profile no longer exists. So I think that we've got ourselves a big bad that likes to hunt on the dating apps. So I hate to say it, but I think we need to all set up some Tinder apps and put ourselves out there as bait. Huh? Huh? Well, I said I'd never get back in. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Tinder. I told myself no more. We'll run on a flip phone. Oh, okay. You can use mine then. Hold on. 
We have no idea what this thing, whatever it is, and it's definitely a creepy thing because, whoo, if you, I mean, man, Alvin, if you could have seen what this guy looked like, it was creepy. We don't know what this thing is looking for, so we kind of have to hedge our bets a bit, you know? All, all of us should probably create a profile. I don't know how. I don't have the money for another phone for you, JR. Oh, too bad. I, I got a plan. I won't be able to be... Oh, oh, I don't think I like what this plan is going to be. I have a solution. I text Leon. Hey, can you meet us at the prospector? We're going to make Leon make the dating profile? Yes. Yes. You get a text back that says, on a stakeout with Galvan. Can't make it. Text Dorian if you need anything. I'm sorry. He's on a stakeout? No, no, no. You you call him. I'm you call hungry. him and you find out what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you call Leon. <laughs> Oh, Alvin, we I like lunch. that one. Leon is doing on a stakeout. I uh, here, Here's an idea. We'll circle back on that. Lo- love that little quip, Alvin. That was hilarious. <laughs> Why don't Alvin and I make profiles for now? And, uh, you know, who knows how long that takes to brew. M- maybe this is a lazy big bad and they only check Tinder every couple of weeks. So we might as well just get it up there. I figure... Our best bet, at least for yours, Alvin, is to more or less copy what uh, what Brad's was. Yeah, make a new person called Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Chad likes frisbee golf. Yes, I like pull up Brad's Tinder profile so that you can do your best approximation. I plagiarize. Okay. All right. Chad is a big fan of Taco Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, do we have any pictures, Alvin, of you either at the top of a local landmark where everybody hikes or of you petting some kind of exotic animal? There's or one, just I got one. I got one doing a cool pose, like a cool Superman pose in the moonscape. That nice. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got one just giving a thumbs up at REI. Perfect. Pretty good. What else do we put in the dating profile? Down for whatever. Down for uh-huh. whatever. <laughs> if you want to know anything, just ask. <laughs> Interested in all of the above. Sweet. Perfect. Hit send. And Constance, what about your profile? Well, so here's my question, gang. Do we make mine a similarly enticing target? Or do we make mine a little bit of poke in the bear? Make it aggressively weird. Aggressively weird, or do we let on that we know what's up? So it's like profiles like looking for life sucking succubus monster. <laughs> like, do we do we let on that no, we we're on its trail? No, no, let's not do that. You could make it like real witchy. Ooh, yes, I like that. Constance kind of like <laughs> goes through. Goes through her photos and has a surprising number of very witchy photos and posts them all. <laughs> she kind of gets lost in the building of this dating profile. You you have to pull her out of it a little bit. So, no, Constance, you have to use a different name. Oh, right. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> um, I probably should. It actually was quickly just becoming Constance's dating profile. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, before I delete that, I screenshot it so that I can remind myself for later for when I make my own um okay cool this is gonna be tamara 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go on. <laughs> Chad and Tamara. Tamara Constance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tamara Constance. Yep. Cool. Yep. Okay. Looking. Um, no Jr. Are, are you Ronston's Todescu? Am I making a dating profile? <laughs> no, I no, am. I mean, we established that you can't on your phone. Are you doing anything while they're making these profiles and trolling the web? Could I? Oh, I know what I should probably do. I should probably give Stony Baloney a call, shouldn't I? He did ask for that. Yeah. All right. Well, these two are off deciding what hashtags to use on. Don't be uh, mad. I do secretly add a little line at the bottom that's like, we're on to you. Oh, my God. Don't. No. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Um, I'm going to call Stoney. It's in there. Let, Cannon. Just, oh, God damn it. Uh, just, just, I'm going to give him a call and let him know what's going on. Okay. Let's do that first, and then we'll get to Alvin and Constance, your dating profiles. So you give Stoney a call, and I think it rings once, and he picks up and says, JR, did you set the student health center on fire? How are you? Is that you? why you're calling? How are you doing? I it's am fine. Really JR. good to hear your voice. It's good it's to hear from so you too. Long. Uh, Did you set the student health center on fire? Do you want an answer to that? Because if I answer that question, you will then be, I believe the word that I'm looking for is you will have knowledge. And if I don't answer that question, then you JR, don't. I'm already an accessory to you breaking into a federal research facility. So yes, I just I need set, to know. If, yes, I set the trash can on fire. This, don't ask how it happened. Yeah. It was an accident. It was an accident. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, great. All right. You know, don't again, do please. Yeah, yeah I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm what trying. can I do for you, JR? Um, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's cute that he thinks "please stop" is going to get me to stop. Um, something's going on. There's, I mean, you probably know a student died at the college, and there's another student there who's at the health center who's in. Well, Constance described it as a very creepy coma. I'm not sure that there's a not creepy coma. What made it creepy? I think she said his eyes were open. Ugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, it's that creepy. does sound mighty unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had his phone had a dating app on it, and the last thing that it looks like he looked at was a profile that's just an error message. Mm. I don't know. We got our our spidey senses tingling a little bit, and uh, probably should have called you before I set fire to the trash can. But you know, if wishes were horses, or then diggers set fire would ride. To the trash can. Your input would, would it have been better not, if you did no, call him first? No, 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 This is not the time. JR. No, 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 no. Yes. JR, you still? Yes. Great. I assume you're with your your friends. Yes. So you think this is something funny? Hi, so. Stoney. Hey, uh, Yeah, all right. Anyway, yes, to answer your question, yes. <laughs> it seems, it seems funny. And if it were any other place, I would say it's a very bad bout of mono going through campus. But it's not any other place, is it? No, sure isn't. Well, stay on it, JR. All Uh, right. If you need anything from me, let me know. Absolutely. 
Thanks, Tony. Yeah. No more no more fires, okay? I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I'll give it a college try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, Dara. Bye. Look at us having a normal grown-up conversation. That's refreshing. That's a positive step. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> okay. I would also like to look at Brad's phone, but I don't know what else the Dream Date team over here has been up to. I've just been... Let's swipe, go to them swipe, and then swipe, we'll, swipe, we'll come back to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Alvin and Constance, I would like each of you to roll plus one half of your luck. Round, uh, mine's even. I was going to say round it up or down? All right, round up. Um, cool. Well, that's an eight for me. I got ten. Okay. Hmm, let's see. Constance, I think you match with uh, Zach from <laughs> oh, Campus. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I really like your profile. You want to, um, you want to, like, grab coffee? Like, maybe, like, eight o'clock? Could have info, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say yeah, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smiley face, thumbs up. See you then. You Great, really like excited a, to see you. Do you Period. like a C and a capital C, a capital U, or do you spell it out? Oh, I spell it out. Okay, good. Yeah. You're not an animal. Alvin, you're, you're swiping, you're swiping. You match with a couple folks, but uh, nothing seems to really catch your eye. Chasing the dragon now. Swipe, 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 swipe. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the two of you spend probably like two hours doing this. You eventually come across a profile that strikes you as, well, it just strikes you. Hmm. You said interested in both. Mm -hmm. You come across a young man who's about your age, cheekbones for days, nice figure, kind eyes. He's wearing like a, a really nice red cardigan. And as soon as you match, you get a message from him hmm. that just says, can you meet tonight? I show the profile to the others, but everyone recognize this guy? No, <clears throat> but he's super cute. I, I think like he's the, new in town. I like the swoopy bangs. I try to take note. Is there anything else in the profile that is of interest or is it just kind of bare bones? You want to screen grab that? Yeah. It's not bare bones, but it doesn't, it doesn't stand out in a tremendous way. It seems well-written. It's about as generic as mine. (laughs) It's generic, but it seems surprisingly earnest. Hmm. Like, you feel like this person might honestly be looking for the real thing. Constance, where was your date set up at? Um, A location with food and... (laughs) No, coffee. It was coffee. It was coffee. So it was coffee. Does that answer your question? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll write back. It's like, yeah, coffee, question mark? You get a response back almost immediately that says, uh, it's it's actually not a response. It's just a request to share your location. Hmm. I don't think you should do that. Can I Ooh. just pin a coffee shop? You could also do my apartment in oh, my studio. No, 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 well, no, Because no, my no. studio is protected. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Spooky stuff can't get in there. Spooky stuff can't get in. 
Either way, I don't pin poor Jasper's prospector. No. Good. That man's been through Though, a lot. Jasper, do you do coffee? No. <laughs> Smart you got, answer. Don't got like a pot of black coffee from last week. Still going. No. Okay. I got five hour energy if you need a five hour energy, but I don't need coffee here. <laughs> Come on down to the prospector. We got a whiskey and five hour energy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's your call, Alvin, but I'm offering my place if we need a safe spot. Hmm. I guess we could pin that. I was gonna I was wondering if there's like if there's any coffee shop kind of nearby your place, but that's kind of no different than a coffee shop wherever. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'll pin your house. Your apartment. Studio. Again, almost immediately there's a response that just says see you tonight with a winky face. I type back capital C, capital U, <laughs> there, and two exclamation marks. Uh, there's no response. Hmm. I then do a winky face. Uh, again, there's no response. <laughs> Get a little upset. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I send a little wolf winky face. Oh, my God, Alvin. You have to stop. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Is that a special sticker pack? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> just there is, again, no response. <laughs> well, I, I swipe some more. <laughs> okay. Alvin goes back to swiping. Um, JR, uh, you said you wanted to investigate Brad's phone while yeah. they were on the swipe quest. I'd like to see if there's anything else interesting or useful, like in his text or maybe his emails or like on the app that... Constance didn't have a chance to see when she was just in there really quick getting the phone and everything. So I'd like to see if there's anything else useful on the phone. Okay. I will say that Constance had the foresight to disable the password okay, when good. she opened oh, it. Oh, yeah. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Because as a fan of your characters, that's something you would do. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we'll assume Thanks, that Thanks, Dad. So go ahead and roll to investigate a mystery. All right. Constance took her vitamins today, so she's on it. Yeah. She had that great idea about schoolwork. Uh, well, that's a six. And I have leveled up. Yay. Hooray. Hooray. JR, you grab this phone and you start sort of going through all the texts and, and really getting into it and digging deeper and deeper. And uh, Alvin and Constance are, are sort of in their own world, like showing each other different profiles. And I think this is as Alvin is uh, working on setting the location with Constance. So they're they're pretty distracted. And as you're digging deeper, you feel like this strange sensation on your arm this tingling these pinpricks almost like bugs are crawling on you and then you feel a sharp prick on your the top of your hand and you feel dizzy and you feel lightheaded and you fall into unconsciousness oh my god what (laughs) uh alvin and constance you finalize your plans for where to meet and you realize that JR is slumped slightly in the booth and her eyes are open, but they're not moving and they're not focused and they're just flitting back and forth ever so slightly. That's the creepiness I was talking about. Oh my God. Ah, geez. Ah, geez. Okay. 
we should get her back to my studio. Is she right holding now. his phone still? It's like in her hand, but it's like slid slightly out and is leaning against the table. Okay, so that phone is more dangerous than we anticipated. Jasper cloth. Jasper comes over and he's like polishing a glass. He's I like, snatch it. What's going on? Oh, hey. Oh, I snatch that. Right. I wrap up the phone in it. And then put it in a, right, in a glass. Uh, yeah, and, and I snatched the glass he was holding. I put it in there. Can I get you anything else? <laughs> uh, we, we need to get JR home as soon as possible. Is she okay? Uh, to be determined. Weirdness abounds. Is she awake? We and don't he kinda like, know. We don't know. Snaps his finger in front of JR a couple times. JR. She's out cold. JR, I don't, I don't know if you can hear us in there, but we're going to get you out of it. No one will touch your key, and I will dry clean two of your suits. Hang in there and think about which two suits you want dry cleaned, okay? Alvin, what, do you, what, what should we do? I don't know. I think the closest play is to just get her back in the kind of sanctuary of your apartment. We don't know what's causing this, so we need to. We may need to hit the books a little bit. We may need to yeah. go to what might be a safe place. I don't know if we want to call Cecilia and have her meet us there. Yeah, I- I'm on it. I pull out my phone, <laughs> and then I think about it for a second. I put it on the table, and I use voice command to call <laughs> Cecilia, because now I'm just freaked out about technology. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Cybar Quinn, was there a name on that? handsome red sweater profile uh yeah his name is sebastian uh okay let's get jr back to my place cecilia hopefully will meet us there i I just sent her a message and um we're gonna figure it out jr i don't know if you can hear me but we're gonna do it jr you are standing in the entryway of a penthouse suite in downtown Los Angeles. It is filled with fineries that you can scarcely imagine. You have been brought here by May, who you encountered at Tobias Menzies' North Hollywood Gala. Inside are two other people. Sitting on the couch watching NASCAR is a short but muscular man who has slicked back hair, and is wearing a jean jacket. And in the far corner, sitting at a very nice computer setup, is a person wearing a sleeveless shirt, and they have a a shaved head. And the two of them glance up when you and May enter, go back to their business, and then a second later do a double take as they see you come in. And May addresses the two. Good evening, my associates. I have someone to introduce to you. This is... It's JR. JR, these will be your associates. Sitting on the couch here is Rhodes, and he pops up and walks over to you in a jaunty fashion. And over in the corner there is Spectre. Now, I understand you may have some questions. It's only natural. Our face for this job got pinched two days ago. Picked up for being involved in a local bar fight. (laughs) How stupid can you be? But 
were two days out and just by chance, by fate, if you will, happened to stumble upon you. Rhodes is our driver, Spectre our hacker, of course I am your handler, and JR, you're going to be our face. You're going to break in and steal the sublime intemperance from the Getty Art Museum. What is the sublime intemperance? You have not heard of sublime intemperance? Nope. The sublime intemperance is a painting of particular value for those of discerning taste. Buyer is willing to pay $80 million for it. And what's our Split archive? four ways. Split four ways, all right. That's, uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. What, what, you want me to steal anything else while I'm in there? We would not want to get greedy, would we? No, of course not. But I'm just saying, like, if we're, while, while I'm at the store, if you need anything I else. I think that it is best if we remain focused. $80 million. Holy fuck. That's so much money. Yes. Yes, focus, focus. Okay. And right. Rhodes, who is now standing in front of you, and he smells faintly of chewing tobacco. Great. Looks Love at you it. and says, Hey, do you think she can handle this? She looks a little a little flush. Like she might faint at twenty million. Are you sh- are you sure? Hey May, are you sure about this? Well, you you wanna rumble? You wanna like go outside? You wanna rumble like whatever? No, I just wanna make sure are you are you cool? Are you cool? You gotta be cool. <sighs> Yes, I'm cool. Can you be cool? I can be cool. I can be very cool. All right, quick. Favorite alias, go. Favorite alias? It's JR. That's the alias. No, but like the best one you used. What's your best one? Come on. Oh, um, well, I got a deputy sheriff out of Montana. It's a pretty good one. Charlie Fairhurst. Because the thing is, nobody looks Charlie. closely. I know. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's short for Charlotte. Yeah, that one's a good one because the trick is it's enough authority to get you in the door, but nobody's going to look too closely at a deputy sheriff out of Butte, Montana. You know, that's pretty smart, but honestly, I'd go with Charles. Charles? Charles? Okay. Well, Yeah, you really throw him for a loop because they're thinking it's short for Charlotte, but actually it's Charles. That's very true. That's very true. Keep them on their toes. But yeah, that's probably my favorite one. All right. Best job. (laughs) that's a good one i stole a baby tiger what yeah from this drug dealer down in texas i mean i took all of the shiny stuff he had but he also had a baby tiger and so like i took it home and i kept it and they are extremely destructive so then i gave it to one of those sanctuaries but yeah the baby tiger was probably the best all right may i'm in and may nods And you, Spectre? And from across the room, the person at the computer turns their head slightly, looks you up and down, JR, Mm -hmm. nods ever so slightly, and then turns back. Cool. Well, JR, now that you have met the team, I think we best go over the plan of attack. All right, let's get started. Constance, Alvin... You have arrived safely back at the studio. It's pretty late now at this point. I think it's maybe midnight. You've transported JR safely inside. She remains unconscious and unresponsive, although her eyes are wide open. What do the two of you do? I think Alvin is flustered and doesn't have any particular medical training or 
any sort of knowledge of the of the unknown so he's just trying to like make this comatose body comfortable okay and i'll add the way that alvin knows how to take care of people is kind of like an injured baby calf (laughs) constance i turned alvin i'm like uh you got this uh huh you got this I'll be right back. And I back away and close myself in the bathroom. And I'm going to picture my boonie. And I start to talk out loud. I'm like, okay, if there was ever a time for you to help me out, right now would really be a be a good one. Roll past lives. That is a 10. Woo. Yeah. Okay. On a 10 plus, you get to ask two questions. I think I'll ask, what did a past life discover about this thing or something similar? I don't think we've said this exactly before, but your boonie knows, um, your boonie's knowledge is basically your, like your knowledge. So sh- she'll respond to these questions to the extent that she has the knowledge that you have. So, like, she doesn't have more clues. Uh, she has the same clues. Your boonie you is have. not omnipotent. But if she experienced something that I have not. Yeah. I'm basically banking on the idea that maybe she's encountered this before. But I think what might be a more helpful question then is what does she advise me to do from her experiences? Because she just has a lot more experience with the weird than I do at this point. So, you're going with what does a past life advise me to do now? Yes. Okay. In the past, your boonie has expressed her advice through visions of her life. That's not what happens this time. This time you just get a notion that wells up in the back of your head, which is to destroy Brad's phone. Yeah, that makes sense. And you can tell this is not based on anything that she has experienced. It's just her counsel. Okay, I think for my second one this doesn't have to pertain to this mystery but i just think it's an interesting question so i'll do it what did my boonie learn too late to help her as that advice fades you just get fragments flashes from the scene in the cave again your bunello standing over the tome and the giant black disc and then everything collapsing again and then she's gone yeah, lock that away until we have time to dive into it. Alvin, it is approaching midnight. You are waiting for Cecilia to arrive. You're attentively tending to JR as she lays on the couch, her skin gone slightly clammy, her eyes wide open, twitching, always twitching, just never stopping, twitching. Ooh. And as you're watching over her, the lights in Constance's studio start to flicker. Ah, shoot, I sent this as the pin location. It's faint at first, but then they're going in and out in rapid succession. And the TV behind you turns on and then turns off again, and then turns just to a strange static. And the record player in the corner flips on and starts playing these strange dissonant notes. And as you're trying to grasp what is happening, all the lights go out. 